Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. I'm Key Reese. And Key, for the second day in a row, you and I almost didn't make it to work because of a little near-death experience. Well, that's probably a lot. So yesterday I had to wait like 20 minutes in our building's lobby because the security guard told me I couldn't go on the lift because a crazy woman was stuck in there. It was a whole situation. And then I get up to the office and I walk into our meeting all flustered and you're sitting there saying, I just got stuck in the lift. <laughs> it's never happened to me before either. And I called the little bell thing and it was like, press one if you're stuck in a lift. And I was like, I can't. I can't. There's no button to push. I know because I got stuck in there this morning and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to live in here now. I'm like, at least I know how to podcast remotely at this stage. Like so I just didn't true. have my mic with me, but I was just going to whip out my phone and be like, let's go. But I ended up getting free. But yeah. It's dangerous out there. It really is. On the show today, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are Hollywood's golden couple. But a recent podcast interview has opened up a whole new can of worms about their relationship. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Well, it's a huge news day for Pamela Anderson, as it turns out. So as of yesterday, the Baywatch star and longtime vegan, if you didn't know, quit social media via a whimsical poem alongside a bombshell pic of herself. And look, she wasn't going to leave without schooling her bevy of followers on the dangers of social media. The poem reads, I've never been interested in social media. And now that I'm settled into the life, I'm genuinely inspired by reading and being in nature. I am free. Thanks for the love. Blessings to you all. Let's hope you find the strength and inspiration to follow your purpose and try not to be seduced by wasted time. That's what they want and they can use to make money. Control over your brain. Hashtag the bewildered herd. That's not an actual poem, can I just say? Just because she's broken it up onto one line, there's nothing about that that classifies it as a poem. Come on, Pamela Anderson, pull yourself together. All right, well, she was probably in a haze because this wasn't the only announcement that she made in the last 24 hours because she also confirmed that she secretly married her bodyguard, Dan Hayhurst, on Christmas Eve in an intimate ceremony at her Canadian home. She actually spoke to the Daily Mail about it and she said, I'm exactly where I need to be in the arms of a man who truly loves me on the property I bought from my grandparents 25 years ago. This is where my parents were married and they are still together. I feel like I've come full circle. Yeah, I think she has come full circle because this is going to be her fourth and a half marriage. I'll explain the half in a second. So we know she famously married Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee and she shares two kids with him. Then there was Kid Rock on the boat producer Rick Solomon twice and then the half is the marriage not so marriage thingy that she did with producer John Peters early last year I think that was also a poem that we did a dramatic reading of and then eight (laughs) days after that she announced via her Twitter page that it actually wasn't a marriage she said no hard feelings no marriage no divorce and she referred to the incident as quote just a bizarre theatrical lunch 
Well, look, it's always a nice day when Pamela Anderson gets married. Happens, you know, once a year or so. But she just needs to up her poem game. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, my Lord. Well, some bittersweet news. When I saw this this morning, I was like, yes! And then I kind of realised what it meant. Oh, I did the same thing! I know! It's really sad. So the bold type has been renewed for a fifth, but final season. So the cast and the show's official Instagram account announced the news with a video from their virtual table read. Listen to this. Hi everyone, welcome to the first table read for season five of The Bold Type. We're so, so excited to be back and we can't wait to get going. We have Melora Hardin as Jacqueline Carlisle. Katie Stevens as Jane Sloan. Aisha D as Kat Edison. Megan Fahey as Sutton Brady. Well, that baby. Matt Ward as Alice Crawford. Yes! Even Conrad Moore as Oliver Grayson. And we're very excited to announce Nicole Bushari returning as Adina Alamine. (laughs) All right, let's get started. The Bull Type, the final season, episode 501, Trust Ball. I'm really upset now I haven't realised what it actually means. It means it's going to be over. It's only six episodes as well. So it's really sad. It's such a groundbreaking show. I feel like we are massive fans here at Mamma Mia. I know a lot of our spillers are also. Yeah, exactly. And it is good they're getting to finish up because they, like so many other shows, got cut short by the pandemic last year. They pretty much just stopped production like in the middle of filming. They all jumped on planes and went to their respective homes. And so we never got to kind of find out what was going to happen. So it is nice that they're coming back, but it is bittersweet because it's one of our fave comfort shows. And we've had a lot of the cast on the podcast and have interviewed them and stuff. And they're always so great. Look, I'm just praying for an Oliver Grayson spinoff. That would be my dream. Mm, That would be so good. But until then, go back and binge watch the other few seasons on Stan because they're just a really good comfort watch. TV presenter and radio host Erin Mullen has spoken on her radio show that she co-hosts with Dave Hughes and Ed Cavalier about the time she had to live in her car when she was in her 20s. So the segment kicked off with Dave Hughes talking about how he received Centrelink for seven years to pay his rent. And he was saying that for seven years he turned up there and he was full of shame and he had his father saying to him the whole time, like, you need to get a job, mate. And he's like, I do, Dad. I just get paid cash. So I kind of need this. And then it kind of led Erin into saying the time at her her life when she was in a similar position, but it was met with a bit of laughter. I but lived in my car, by the way, for like a couple of months. Oh, See the music. Hang on. I lived yeah. in- <laughs> wait, wait. Go on. What happened? I'm just trying to relate. Go. Well, I lived in my car. I, I lived in my car. Strange. What I sort of car was an Audi, though, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was a Holden Barina 1997. Yeah. I would have been early 20s. I was working at a TV station for 250 bucks a fortnight. Yeah, but your dad's the boss of the army, though, isn't he? <laughs> boss, no, he's not the boss. I mean, that's and he was chief general, but no music for her. No, but I no was naughty. I was naughty, so we had a stage where I didn't yeah, right. particularly want to go home. You cut off your allowance, yeah. <laughs> It was like them on traps. I just couldn't handle the environment anymore. Okay, so they're laughing all the way through that, not just because she lived in her car, which sounds very sad at the onset, but when you actually listen to the story, it was because her roommates kicked her out or something like that, and she was just too obstinate to go home, even though she had quite a lavish home to go to, because her father is Major General Andrew James Mullen, a Liberal Party senator and former Major General in the Australian Army, so coming from quite a wealthy family 
there. I had but no idea about this. Yeah, she's talked about him in interviews before when they've kind of batted heads over issues and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because she's quite woke, I want to say, and I yeah, feel like he would be quite that. conservative. Yeah, well, she has been sharing a lot about her life on the radio show now, which is kind of a, we're seeing a bit of a different side of her. My favourite thing is when she talked about um, the fact that she was going to put herself on a self-imposed booze ban because she drunk-dialed New South oh Wales God, Premier yes. Gladys Berejiklian to kind of tell her, like, you go, girl, you're doing a great job with the pandemic, but Gladys didn't answer because she thought it was a pocket dial. That is so funny. I also, when I heard that story about how her and her friends called Gladys, I imagine that's something that would happen to us. Like, if we would be friends with her, it's something that you and I, <laughs> yeah. over Rosé, would think was a great idea. Yeah, exactly. That's why no one's giving us the Premier's phone number. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So it's pretty safe to say that Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are Hollywood's golden couple. I know that term gets thrown around a lot, but I think in their case, it's very true. So the couple were married in 2013 and shared daughters Delta and Lincoln. And they've always been incredibly open about their marriage over the years, more so than any other kind of celeb couples where they're both movie stars and they're working in the industry. And they've kind of taken down that shield that stars usually have around them. So they've started movies together. They've appeared on talk shows alongside each other. They've even done big deep dives into their marriage issues and had fights on Dax's podcast, Armchair Expert, and even going so far as to do Instagram lives from their bedroom. But recently, Kristen Bell appeared on Alec Baldwin's podcast and talked about how a few seemingly harsh words from her husband, Dax, actually changed the trajectory of her career. So Kristen Bell, who made a name for herself on the TV show Veronica Mars, the best show ever. I was like, are you going to say something about (laughs) that? Yes, I would love to do a podcast just about that, but I'm going to have to move on. Then she went on to be a very successful comedy actress, both in movies and in TV shows, and also voices Princess Anna in the smash hit Frozen movie. So she's got a lot going on. But she is a classically trained performer, and before she kind of went down this path, she always saw herself as being a very serious actress and only appearing in indie movies and really cultivating herself in that space away from mainstream Hollywood. And in this interview, she talks about the reason that she didn't go down that path is because Dax basically told her that she wasn't good enough. I was getting offered a lot of romantic comedies. Or things that were, I felt like I had done. And I, I just desperately wanted like the new Michelle Williams script. You know what I mean? I was like, I just want to be like an indie actor. And I want to be like respected. And my husband would sit in bed and he's like, why don't you stay in your lane? It's so much funner when you stay in your lane. You can spread your wings, but don't disregard what you have because some girl who's an actress right now is like, God, I just want to be a goofy girl in a rom-com. Somebody is saying that right now and you have that opportunity. Don't shit on that. Also, sometimes he's like, Kristen, you're not as good of an actress as Michelle Williams, so she's going to get the part. And I'm like, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your husband said that to you? Yeah, but he's not wrong. I'm going to call him. Also, he's just like, and guess what else? Michelle Williams can't be as quirky and as funny in a rom-com as you can. Like, everyone has a lane. 
Okay, just one quick thing there. Michelle Williams can be quirky in she a rom-com can. because we saw her in I Feel Pretty opposite Amy Schumer, which she did because... She held her own in that She role. really did. She was so funny in that role, which she only did because Mark Silverstein wrote it and that's the husband of her best friend, Busy, Busy Phillips from Dawson's Creek. Yes. Anyway, I, I digress, just not the point. So what's interesting about this is it kind of did evolve then into this bigger conversation around their marriage and Alec Baldwin was kind of trying to egg her on to say like, well, don't you think that's bad or upsetting? And she was like, no, we just have these conversations about our career and we're really open with each other sometimes a little bit to the detriment of our relationship that we share so much with the public the reception from that has been first of all there's been like a bit of like anger around Duck Shepherd saying that to her since this podcast came out which I feel like is just not where that conversation was going but also it's reopened all these threads around this couple so because they're so much in the spotlight you think that people would be a bit satiated with information about them because like I was saying before they give interviews and and they do all these podcasts together. I feel like I know more about this relationship and their marriage than I know about the marriages of my close friends because they share more about it. But instead of people kind of just taking that and running with it, there's this whole internet culture that's built up with all these conspiracy theories around their marriage and their relationship, kind of saying that they give interviews like this and they show this really wholesome side of their marriage to kind of hide this darker thing that's happening there. That's so weird because I find them to be, and my BS meter I think is pretty good, yeah. you know, like my reader I should say, but I feel like they normalise a lot of things that most people go through but that not many people talk about in a really relatable way because obviously they are mega superstars but they're not like gallivanting around and they're never really photographed that often unless they're at like at an event which often is like a children's event or something like that. But when I heard her retell that story it reminded me of the time that Justin Timberlake gave an interview and in it he said that Christina Aguilera had a better voice than Britney and that interviewer was like whoa and he (laughs) was like um if you ask Britney she'll say the same thing like it's obvious yeah and that's how I felt like when she told the story about what Dax said because I then retold the story someone was like what are you guys talking about on the spill today and I told them and they were like whoa seriously and I'm like Guys, like if you're in a relationship, someone needs to be open and honest with you and it it includes highlighting your strengths and also your weaknesses. And you can only ever kind of accept that information from someone that you know loves you and that also has your back. So I feel like it was really good that she kind of said that because I think it's also signifying to other people that you should be really honest in your relationships. Like I was really down like recently and I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, I wish I was more successful, blah, blah, blah. And not unlike Dax, my partner Charlie said to me, babe, someone would kill to have a daily podcast. Like you are successful. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I am successful. (laughs) And it was this real like epiphany that I had. But I think like – People always want you to, I don't know, gloss over things and pretend Mm. that you are something that you're not. I'm like, yeah, let's push the people that we love into those things. But to the conspiracy thing. I was going to say, you and Charlie also have conspiracy theories about you that you're in an open sexual relationship with other people. Absolutely not. And I just think it's really strange. So talk me through these conspiracy theories. Yes, because this is what always jumps up when either of those two talk about their relationship in the media or anything like that recently. So one of the most Googled things, I know this because I was obviously Googling them to get a bit of background for this segment. And the things that pop up are 
Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, open marriage. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, polyamory. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard in a sexual relationship with their best friend, which is a whole thing. So obviously we don't really think any of these are real. But I'm just saying, like, if you go down – so there's all these Reddit pages dedicated and all these other, like, online forums and content threads and Facebook groups and everything and probably even darker places of the web that I just haven't even stuck my little head into (laughs) yet, but they exist, around this conspiracy that they've built this wholesome – image together but it's just a way to gaslight all of us to shy away from what's actually happening in their life I mean I just think they've done it to build a business to be honest because they had that whole childcare thing hello bello they do so many sponsorships together which Dax has said like we wouldn't get these sponsorships unless we're married and people are obsessed with our relationship but basically because they have this group of friends that it's always kind of at their house that they travel with that they work on projects with there's this conspiracy theory that they're all in this kind of open group sexual relationship marriage and that's why they're always pictured together and travel together and that Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell are in an open marriage and like frequently have sex and relationships with other people but they're just kind of staying together so they can keep all these endorsement deals. That is so (laughs) dumb. I just feel like we don't even deserve them because this is how we repay them for being really honest and open about their relationship. Like they talk about really intense stuff, his relapse, like really intimate issues within their marriage. And I think to really understand why they're so open and they do the work that they do, like they both grew up in Michigan, which is a really low socioeconomic place. And they talked about how much poverty that they saw around them. And so I think they're really invested in cultivating community. And I think that they do that through the stories and the different collaborations and things that they do. And the internet is just so mean to them, (laughs) creating all these stupid Reddit threads. It's like, no, they're not in an open marriage. And if they were, that's still fine too. I mean, I still am not completely convinced they're not in an open marriage. I think you just don't know with Hollywood. But I love the wholesome spin you just put on this. Thank you so much. But I just think people are always looking for a sex cult and sometimes there's not a sex cult. But the biggest kind of conspiracy that's come out, and I don't know if you follow the um, online gossip site, it's on Instagram, Dumois, where everyone writes, I think everyone follows that now, right? where everyone writes in um, different like tips and questions. And the other day, the host of Dumois put up saying like there was someone had written in saying like, what's the deal with Dax Shepard, Kristen Bell and Monica Padman, who is the co-host of his hugely successful podcast, um, Armchair Expert. This is so obvious. I know. But the thing is, the person wasn't saying it was true or not. They were just saying this is actually the most, one of the most requested items. Like out of all the celeb gossip and all the crazy things that are going on and all the other conspiracy theories and reality TV star theories and marriage breakdowns that this relationship between people thinking that they're in a thruple or that there's something unseemly going on is the most requested content from this site. So that's obviously people are very invested in this. But that's just so backwards because I just feel like it's because she's a woman and I feel like people just can't believe that a man and a woman can work so closely in a professional environment and not be, you know, putting the P into the V. Okay. I just think people are always looking for sex cults and thruples and maybe the world just isn't that exciting. But I do think it's interesting that the celeb couple who gives us the most also has the most kind of conspiracy interest around their lives. Yeah, It's like the truth isn't enough. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. Um, I hope we've opened your eyes to a few important celebrity conspiracy theories. And while you're listening, please subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know what you love about the show or even what you hate. We read all of them. You can also get in contact with us by emailing us at thespill at mamamia.com.au. The Spill was produced by Madeline Joannou and audio production by Leah Porges. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.
Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.